Welcome to 027 in the 802, the podcast from the Stowfree Library in Vermont. I'm Nancy, the youth librarian. I'm Lauren, the technical services librarian. And we are recording this, our fourth episode, on January 27th. So today we're going to be talking about literally literacy. That's our title. And it's very important to libraries, and it's kind of one of the functions as well as entertainment that we exist for. And we called it literally literacy, but let's not confuse it with literally with Rob Lowe, his podcast, not the Stowe Free Library's podcast. Um, the American Library Association ALA definition is literacy is the ability to identify, understand, interpret, create, communicate, and compute using printed and written materials associated with varying contexts. Literacy involves a continuum of learning in enabling individuals to achieve their goals, to develop their knowledge and potential, and to participate fully in their community and wider society. ALA, the American Library Association, supports uh, several different types of literacy, including health literacy, which the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services says Health literacy is the degree to which individuals have the capacity to obtain, process, and understand basic health information and services needed to make appropriate health decisions. I think it's pretty clear why we need that right now in our current pandemic situation. Um, So, ever relevant. Ever relevant. And we have materials on our shelves to help you make good decisions. Uh, The next type of literacy that ALA supports is financial literacy. So the National Financial Educators Council says that this is possessing the skills and knowledge on financial matters to confidently take effective action that best fulfills an individual's personal, family, and global community goals. We all want to retire someday. (laughs) Um, Another form of literacy is information literacy. Uh, As ALA defines it, information literacy is a set of abilities requiring individuals to recognize when information is needed and to have the ability to locate, evaluate, and use effectively the needed information. In library school, we talked a lot about information literacy and how uh, librarians really center a lot of their teaching and more of the educational side, especially in schools, on information literacy and its importance. Um, The next type of literacy that ALA supports, digital literacy. Like information literacy, digital literacy requires skills in locating and using information. Beyond that, digital literacy involves knowing digital tools and using them in communicative, collaborative ways through social engagement. ALA's Digital Literacy Task Force says that literacy is the ability to use information and communication technologies to find, evaluate, create, and communicate information, requiring both cognitive and technical skills. And this has definitely come to the forefront the last few days here in Vermont, um, as some of our oldest citizens are asked to log in, create accounts online in order to sign up for COVID vaccinations. Bless the people who are helping them through that. Media literacy. 
provides a framework to assess, analyze, evaluate, create, and participate with messages in a variety of forms, from print to video to the internet. Media literacy builds an understanding of the role of media in society, as well as essential skills of inquiry, self-expression, necessary uh, for citizens of a democracy. I think it's really important to understand that the common unifier of all of these literacies is that having skills that help you um, by creating a stronger foundation to stand on in whatever realm you need to apply decision making and critical thinking, that's where these literacies uh, really come in handy. And I just want to say that there are also a couple other um, sort of specific, uh, I'm not quite, I can't remember what they're called, but um, there's also literacy having to do with early childhood literacy, um, adult learners, uh, English language learners, um, and there's, there are a couple others that are kind of specific to people's situation in life that libraries also support. I just found out about um, the News Literacy Project, which is a nonpartisan national education nonprofit. Um, they provide programs and resources for educators and the public to teach, learn, and share the abilities needed to be smart, active consumers of news and information and equal and engaged participants in a democracy. Um, and so they are devoted to news literacy. You can find uh, more information at their website, newslit.org. So... One of the things that um, has come across my desk, and I wish it had come across sooner, because um, I would have really liked to have done a bit more about it, but it seems to be a recurring event, uh, and hopefully in the future we will be able to support our community better in, in participating in this, and that is the Good Citizens Challenge, um, which was put together, powered by Seven Days, um, the Vermont Community Foundation, um, a couple media partners and, and um, Vermont History, Vermont Humanities Council. Um, it, it's kind of, it's very interesting um, that we need to encourage people to go out and find this information. This, this particular challenge is, is, is targeted at, at kids, I think, pretty much. Um, but it's just like how democracy works in Vermont. Um, you know, and all the parts of it, including the media, including, you know, a background in history, um, news literacy, um, U.S. citizenship civics test. Say that three times fast. Um, I did actually take a test online, and it turns out I do know enough to become a U.S. citizen. Um, so hopefully I'll make that happen one day. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy is Canadian. <laughs> Um, but there's lots of very interesting um, areas of inquiry, and, and I would just encourage anybody, we still have another month to go. This will be, this challenge ends Friday, March 5th, and you still have a chance to uh, log on and participate in this. It, you know, you might have to hurry up and get it all done in a short amount of time, but it's, it, I, it's very interesting, and I hope that people... Uh, we'll take advantage of it. I hope it's, it comes back again another time and that we can support um, community members in pursuing that. And to find that, it is goodcitizenvt.com.
specifically here at the Stowe Free Library, um, we have begun this year a monthly take-home kit focused uh, basically on the needs of our littlest learners, um, children birth to three years old, and I have created some kits that people can come and pick up from the library. Um, there's a calendar put together by the Public Library Association with every day there's a different activity that will support learning in, um, you know, vocabulary building and um, just interacting and talking. We know that the kids whose parents uh, read to them and talk to them um, end up being better prepared for school and that's not the goal uh, necessarily just to be ready for school but it, it because it's it, there's a lot of fun things on there to do as well so we will be including the calendar page um, the friends of the Stowe Free Library have provided a free board book that people can keep um, and there will be some supporting activities each month that um, that families can enjoy throughout the month and so we're almost at the end of January I, I have a few more of the January kits left but I will be creating February kits um, within the next couple days and making those available and one of the things that um, a lot of these literacies that we've been talking about have in common is access to broadband which can be a bit of a challenge to some families here in rural Vermont so we just want to uh, mentioned that we do have a uh, hotspot, a Wi-Fi booster in the front of the building, um, and we've tested it a few times, and you can be parked in the front um, and all the way across the lawn. Uh, you should be able to log on to the internet, and it's called Stowe Hotspot. That's what you would look for. Especially because it's colder out now, uh, you can stay in your car and access the Wi-Fi, which hopefully people uh, will do that. Worth mentioning is um, we have, through a generous donation from uh, a gentleman named Phil Branton, we have the Complete Library of America series. Um, this is a company that creates and curates um, kind of the best of American literature. And so we have many, many volumes. Uh, we are very grateful. Um, for the donation, and I finished cataloging them with the help of uh, Marina and Cindy, and so they are on the shelves. People have checked them out already, um, and they're really great anthology series, different topics, different genres, and kind of big, iconic American authors. I'm, uh, I'm impressed with the, the, the diversity of the things that are there. There's everything from plays to speeches and essays, um, short stories, poetry. It's, it's, quite, it's quite interesting. For plugs this episode, this month, I am going to plug uh, a book that is personally near and dear to my heart. It is called James A. Castor's Classic Scrapes by James A. Castor. If you need a laugh in this crazy world we live in, you might. I highly suggest checking out this book, James A. Castor's Classic Scrapes by James A. Castor. It is hilarious. He's a British comedian, and this book is just anecdotes of his silly life, and it is plentiful. In December, I checked out Little Women from the Library, the 2019 directed by Greta Gerwig movie, 
and I thought it was just beautiful. I have no connection to Louisa May Alcott's original story. I've never read it or any of its um, reboots in like graphic novel form, and I've never seen any of the other movies of it, but I really thought that it was lovely, and I really enjoyed it. I'm also plugging the TV series, which we have the first two seasons of, of Twin Peaks. I don't know why, but I know four people at the moment who are currently watching it for the first time, so I think you should too. Twin Peaks. Okay, so I've, I was feeling bad in the earlier episodes that I was actually plugging adult um, books and things. It's like, I'm the youth librarian, I should read, I, I do read kids books. Um, so today I'm going to talk about um, Skunk and Badger Are Friends by Amy Timberlake with pictures by John Klassen. I happen to have listened to the audiobook, which was read by Michael Boatman. Um, it's kind of another take on the classic uh, odd couple, um, Felix and Oscar, Frog and Toad, uh, kind of uh, their unlucky, unlikely set of roommates. Um, they face the challenge of sharing and making a home together, um, two different personalities. Um, I'm kind of impressed with the kids' stuff that I'm reading lately that addresses, um, you know, the inner life of the characters. Even the, even the badger and the skunk, you know, take a little time for self-reflection and figuring out, you know, if they're being the very best versions of themselves. Um, and there are chickens. And um, this we do not have on DVD. It will not be, it's unknown when it will be available on, on DVD, but I did have an opportunity to watch the new Enola Holmes um, made for Netflix movie. Um, it's based on a book series by Nancy Springer. It's kind of an old book series. Uh, I looked around here, we no longer have that on the shelves, so I had to go out and buy the first one in the series again. Um, Enola is the younger sister of Mycroft and Sherlock Holmes, and she is, uh, after a rather lonely and non-traditionally educated childhood, um, she heads out into the world to try to get along on her own and to solve a mystery. And um, it stars uh, Millie Bobby Brown, who is the star of uh, one of the stars of Stranger Things, that um, pop popular uh, series. And um, it, it's just it's good fun. It's it's wholesome. There's um, you know who doesn't love a movie a, a show about a spunky young woman smart, using her brains, and, um, and getting stuff done. As always, um, you can stay up to date with what the library is doing uh, through our Facebook pages, facebook.com slash Library, and for more youth-specific posts, facebook.com slash Youth. You can also visit our website, stowlibrary.org, and to follow all things and listen to past episodes of the podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash tech services. So now it's time for our ending quote. Um, and so I went looking for things about literacy and the importance of literacy and the things that literacy can do for people, not just here where we have the privilege of, of public education and um, you know a lot of things at our fingertips but on a global scale so this is the quote literacy is a bridge from misery to hope 
It is a tool for a daily life in modern society. It is a bulwark against poverty and a building block of development, an essential com complement to investments in roads, dams, clinics, and factories. Literacy is a platform for democratization and a vehicle for the promotion of cultural and national identity. Especially for girls and women, it is an agent of family health and nutrition. For everyone everywhere, literacy is, along with education in general, a basic human right. Literacy is finally the road to human progress and the means through which every man, woman, and child can realize his or her full potential. And that comes to us from Kofi Annan, the Ghanaian diplomat, the seventh secretary general of the United Nations, and co-recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize. Good stuff. Thank you for listening, and we will have an episode next month. See you down the road.